All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the new episode of the Dreamers podcast. Today, I have Aaron from Aaron F Designs. If you want to kind of go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Aaron. Uh, I have a page on Instagram called Aaron F Design. Uh, I'm a digital artist from Ireland, but I mostly specialize in uh, kind of like work with my hands. So like a more kind of analog form of artwork. So yeah, and we'll kind of touch on some of that like mixed media mm. stuff that you do. Um, here in a little bit, but I guess to kind of, you know, get people, you know, started and more introduced to you, can you kind of talk about how you've gotten to, you know, where you are now with creating mixed media and then the crown art, which we'll get to, but mm. just kind of talk about where you started with your artistic journey. Yeah. Uh, so I suppose I've always been uh, artistically inclined. So like growing up, I was always drawing and sketching all of my school books were destroyed just in scribbles. Um, but throughout school, I I never really saw it as a career. And everyone kind of said, you should be doing more kind of academic stuff if you want to get like a real proper job. So I kind of took that on board. But once I went to college, um, I kind of delved back into art. I kind of refound my passion for it. Um, we we got a library full of uh, illegal music basically and none of it none of it had any artwork um uh. so i kind of took it upon myself to try and make make the artwork based on kind of like what i was hearing uh, so mm. that kind of really made me fall in love with like making art but also around the whole kind of music scene um mm -hmm. and i suppose what kind of really kind of launched my page would say is I made like a a childish Gambino edit years ago and I only posted it on Facebook but someone had taken it and posted it on like Pinterest and a lot of other websites so then Complex mm -hmm. reshared that image and they were asking who made this image and of course I didn't have a page at the time so everyone was telling me <laughs> to make a page so that's basically how that page started. And kind of from there, I just kept going, making like mainly kind of like fan art pieces. So like, say, if someone like Childish Gambino announced a new album, I'd make like concept art or whatever. I'd post it and tag him. And I was like really desperate back in the day to try and get these people to notice me because I was, <laughs> I was such a big fan. Uh, uh -huh. And yeah, I just really kept doing that for years and years um, but it was always like a side hustle so like in the meantime I was kind of focused on what I want to do with my future but I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do so I was working mm -hmm. in a coffee shop and there was literally one day where after a day's work I got home I made like a Lil Nas X fan art piece posted mm -hmm. it on Twitter and Instagram and I thought nothing of it and then I opened Twitter and I saw that he reshared it and followed me and the same with Instagram and that really kind of just like blew the whole thing up um, mm -hmm. and then kind of like companies like Universal started reaching out saying can you do this in your style and that's when I kind of saw I can make a career from this well I can make money from this I wouldn't say a career uh and yeah, I've just been working really hard for the past three or four years, especially 
just trying to develop not develop my own style but really work hard on what it is i want to to design because some people have like their their thing you know uh mm-hmm. and to be honest i'm still working out what that thing is for me but i'm kind of really enjoying the journey um, but yeah that that's kind of where i'm at now i'm still trying to figure out but i know it's in a more kind of analog space is what i really enjoy like the whole kind of mixed media stuff mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of where i'm at now so nice that's kind of cool to hear you know how you were just you know working as a barista mm. um <clears throat> you were just in college and kind of got back into it more yeah um and then now you're you know where you are today um and so that was something i wanted to touch on was the Lil nas x because it was featured in the um sun goes down music mm. video it's kind of in the background yeah um <clears throat> and so that was i think one of the first things i had seen i don't know if i followed you around that time mm. but you know that was one of the things i was like oh whoa like that's so cool yeah. that you know something like that could happen so i'm curious if you can kind of talk about that yeah sure like it's funny because the the whole little nas thing kind of like started a small bit before the sun goes down thing so when old town road came out Mm -hmm. i made like this it's probably actually i'm gonna say like one of the last kind of digital art pieces i made so like kind of using like image manipulation so like i did his side profile overlooking kind of like a desert and Mm -hmm. that's when he kind of shared it and and then i kept making little nas pieces and he kept sharing and i was like this Mm -hmm. is really this is really (laughs) insane to me because Mm -hmm. i'm i'm sitting at home in my small little room in ireland and this huge artist in america is sharing my work but i was in bed one night and uh, see i have my instagram notifications turned off Uh, mainly just because when i'm going throughout my day i just want to kind of keep that focus you know i don't want to be distracted but Mm -hmm. uh, whatever happened i woke up at like i'm gonna say half five in the morning and i was awake and i couldn't go back to sleep so i was just going through my phone and i checked instagram and i had a message from little naz and he said something along the lines of yo what's your number let's work I was like freaking out. I thought I was dreaming <laughs> genuinely. Uh, uh-huh. And so I messaged back straight away. Um, and I got in contact with his uh, stylist. And we just had a talk then. And that's how I got to do the stuff for the music video. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was super surreal moment. But, you know, it's, it's cool to see that there was kind of, you know, a little bit before that, you know, and other mm. pieces that built into you being featured. And I'll put up images of that stuff here and screenshots yep. of it from the music video. But um, for those that, you know, don't know and aren't familiar with your stuff, um, one of the things you do is you recreate a lot of, like, album art or, you know, pictures of rappers and different musicians mm. with crowns. And so I'm curious yeah. kind of, you know, where that came from and what, you know, made you want to use. Yeah, um... So that kind of started throughout uh, when we were kind of like deep in lockdown during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just trying to like, it kind of started as a joke. Um, so when I was posting those originally, the first one I did was Astroworld, I'm pretty sure, uh, mm-hmm. by Travis Scott. And I posted it and I gave it like this really long caption saying things like, 
I'm sorry I didn't post this sooner. I've been spending four months on this piece. It's I put my blood, sweat, and tears into it. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone kind of really thought that was funny, you know, and everyone in the comments were like, yo, you can see all the work you put into this. It's crazy. So I kind of mm -hmm. ran with it uh, and just kept going. And then they kind of just went out of control a small bit and big pages were sharing them and I was getting requests to do other ones. And it kind of got to a point where I was relying on them too much for like, you know, for, you know, to keep engagement up. Like anytime mm -hmm. I posted one, they would go insane. But if I wanted to post like kind of more so art that I really enjoyed making, it wouldn't get as much traction because obviously the, the algorithm had seen that everyone's coming to my page for crayons, you know. Mm -hmm. And I got to a stage where I wasn't... I wasn't kind of happy making them anymore um, because I felt like that's why people were just coming to my page and they weren't kind of like appreciating the other stuff I made. So I, that kind of led me to pivot a small bit where I was like, I still want to incorporate them into my work. Um, and that's when I started experimenting more with like a more kind of a mixed media format. So I still get to, mm. you know, great with like paper and stuff and I still get to use the crayons um so it's kind of like the best of both worlds but I'm actually working on a series at the moment with the crayons but I haven't released it yet you can leave that in that's fine but uh, it's yeah I haven't launched it yet because I just need to build up enough of them so I can kind of keep posting but I, I'll, I'll kind of release more about that later so it's like, cool. I'm excited to see, you know, kind of what that is. And, you know, I think that's uh, cool that you, you know, you saw that even though it's performing well, it wasn't mm. something that, not to say that you weren't like passionate or, you know, you just did them because you felt you had to, but you were yeah. able to kind of realize, you know, I want to do something else and I want to yes. you know, still get recognition for that. So <clears throat> I think that's nice how you, you know, with mixed media and still being able to use crowns and paper, you know, still being able to incorporate those elements into it, but in kind of a new way. Mm. Um, and I'll kind of get more into some of the mixed media stuff here in a minute, but um, with crowns, I'm just curious because at least, you know, to me, I don't see that used as often in like the more, I guess, you know, professional artist world, online artist world. So I'm curious, yeah. you know, what are, you know, some of the pros and cons of, you know, working with that medium? Yeah, um, I think see, it's, it's, it's a kind of a hard one because... I, I deliberately try and draw badly, you know, if that makes sense. But mm -hmm. at the same time, but at the same time, I still want to make it look good. So it's like this, it's this kind of like happy medium you're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. um, so it might sound ridiculous, but if I was to do one of the album covers, I might have like 10 or 12 other iterations before I find the one I'm happy with because... Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's like that fine line of capturing the likeness as well of the original source that you're trying to like uh, emulate. Um, and it was it was funny recently when Drake announced his new album for all the dogs, and mm -hmm. his son Adonis did his album cover in crayons. Uh, so I, I saw that as a chance to kind of jump on the bandwagon a small bit and 
say, what if Adonis drew uh, Drake's other album covers? And mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was kind of a funny one. But a lot of people tag me in the the original <laughs> post saying, was this you? Was this you? But mm-hmm. it's funny. So yeah, that, that was kind of funny. I did see that post. And it's interesting that, you know, a big artist like Drake, I mean, obviously it was his son's art. And so he kind of incorporated it. But mm. you know, it's kind of funny that, you know, people saw that and they're like immediately thinking of you, thinking, oh, did you do this? Oh, did you do this? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of funny. But um, I mean, speaking of like Drake and, you know, some of the artists that, you know, I've put on screen, Lil Nas X, um, you know, a lot of your art, you mentioned earlier, kind of like fan art. Um but, you know, a lot of your art is focused around hip hop or, you know, R&B. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious as to, you know, how, you know, music plays an impact in your, I mean, life and art in general and kind of, you know, what gravitates you toward those art, towards those artists. Yeah, um, I think for me, it's a real like situational kind of thing, if that makes sense. So when I started college is when I really got back into making art um and i vividly remember like my first college party they were playing childish gambino i remember it so well and i was like what like i really like this type of music and then mm-hmm. from there i just fell in love with like rap and hip-hop um and like it could have went another way where i could have like focused my art around kind of like more bands and stuff that i listen to like i love all types of music like not to be like stereotypical or anything, but I love things like Radiohead and I love Paramore. Just and I, I the funny thing is, is like I've tried to create pieces. See, I'm at I, I'm at such like a crossroads roads now where, like, if I was to post like a Radiohead piece or like a Paramore piece, uh, I've built up such a like a rap following or like a hip hop uh-huh. following where I know people are going to be like, what's this? But I have posted before and I was actually surprised that it was like really good feedback. Um, but basically, uh, without waffling on, uh, like art and music are probably the two most important things to me because I grew up and I got a lot of like my music influence from my parents. Um, like they grew up on like Fleetwood Mac the stone roses and stuff like that so i take influences from both of them um and i try to like get them into the stuff that i listen to as well kind of like more mm-hmm. hip-hop kind of stuff um but yeah like and you know i said it's kind of situational like going back to college when i started college i would have never had listened to like real kind of heavy music but mm-hmm. uh in my third year of college, I moved in with two other housemates who were like rock heads um, and they introduced me to so much new music and I went to a few gigs and stuff and fell in love. And I think once you, once you reach like a, a certain level of rock music, like how heavy it is, you're kind of craving more of a, like a heavier <laughs> beat, the more you mm-hmm. kind of get into it. Um, and to bring that kind of all back around, that's why I really like uh likes of like jpeg mafia because he like integrates hip-hop but there's also like rock influences there's jazz influences there's a whole lot of different genres and i think he's like he's super unique in what he's doing and he just has a really Mm -hmm. 
cool ear for like picking out these little nuances from all different types of music. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sampled like, like a Paramore song mixed up with a Radiohead song and still mm -hmm. make it sound crazy, you know? So it's like, I think personally right now, he's probably like my favorite artist just cause I just, I'd love to know how his mind operates. It's just, I'd imagine it's very colorful, but also very messy at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, uh, JPEG. I need to listen to his the the new <clears throat> album with uh, Danny Brown more. Danny I was back when it came out, but I know I I think they even released like a deluxe or more songs, and I listened to it a little yeah. bit. But I mean that I mean all of JPEG Mafia's music albums, whatever, are insane. Like you never know what you're gonna get. Um, <clears throat> no, it's, <laughs> it's just jam packed of everything. So yeah, I think you know he could sample anything, anyone. Um, yeah, and he'd make it sound beautiful like or, or exactly organized, ca organized yeah. chaos is i guess how I organized chaos yeah his uh his music so um i mean yeah he's definitely a really interesting artist too i mean he's been making music for a while but you know to pay attention mm. to if you listen to rap and haven't listened to him um and i mean you've mentioned a few times now you know getting back into art during college i'm just curious you know what did you go mm. to college for i'm assuming not art since that wasn't an initial interest or you know, did you change into that eventually? Um, I think it was kind of like because I was at like a almost like a pivot stage in my life where I don't know how I, I presume you're in. Are you in the States? Do you live in the States? Yes. In America? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm not sure how the school system works there, but the way it works over here is you start off in primary school. So you start from the age of like three until... I'm going to say you're like 11 or 12 mm -hmm. and then you go on to secondary school um, and secondary school is where you kind of really try and figure out what you're going to do going forward. Um, once you reach the end of secondary school, you go to college. So in secondary school, I had the mindset that maybe I should do something in business because there's... I could have a prosperous and kind of like good career from it. Um, and that kind of led me to steer away from art. But once I actually picked uh, a course in college that it was called multimedia. So I was still, I, there was still something in me that wanted to kind of delve back into art. And literally one of my first classes in college was kind of a lesson or like, a tutorial on Photoshop uh, and from there I just I fell in love with it and just wanted to keep creating um, just I wanted to learn the software inside out and just make stuff and I was surrounded by so many people who were like like stupidly talented like one of my best friends mm -hmm. he's still my best friend I've known him for over 10 years now and he's a photographer crazy talented one of my other friends became a pokemon youtuber and he he he, he, do, he draws like fake pokemon um but like he's insanely talented so i think once you're surrounded by other people who are kind of like in within the same kind of mindset as you 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 kind of inclined to to delve back into that and yeah that's what kind of made me fall back in love with it um, yeah and i haven't looked back really since so so I think that's interesting because I'm currently a 
uh, in college. I'm in graduate school for business. Mm. I was my undergraduate degree and then my uh, business management. And then my graduate degree is digital marketing. So I think that's kind of interesting okay. how you, you were also business and then kind of, uh, <clears throat> you know, realized you really like the multimedia stuff. And that's kind of the same that happened with me. I mean, I realized that sure, yeah. I'm, I'm more interested in the visual side of it. Um, mm. than like the overview side. So I think that's yeah. really interesting that you also started as a business major because a lot of, at least at my school, business majors aren't, you know, I guess artists in that sense, not that they don't appreciate mm. or, you know, enjoy it, but I think that's just an interesting think, path. Yeah, I think, I think the two go hand in hand really well because last year I made the decision to go full-time as an artist so like I've had my own business for one year now, but having the kind of base or core business knowledge has really helped because, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of keep on top of things like receipts or business expenses or upcoming tax and just all kind of business related jargon. Mm-hmm. And it's really paid off um, because if I didn't have that experience, I'd definitely be struggling a small bit because... There's so many things you kind of have to look out for when you're starting a business in Ireland. Anyway, I'm not sure. I'm sure it's probably similar in the States, but here in particular, like we do our tax returns every November. Uh, so like keeping on top of that throughout the year is so important because you kind of get a fright in November if you haven't kept on top of it, you know? Um, so, um, so I mean, you kind of talked about it, but um, I mean, being from Ireland, I'm just curious. I'm from, Kansas. I don't know how familiar you are with states, but um, it's just a lot of Kansas. I just know Kansas. I know Kansas from um, uh, Kansas from that film. Or is it uh, not not Alice in Wonderland? Is it Alice Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you're good. That's that's one of the few things we're kind of known for. So yeah, I'm in like the middle of the United States. Um, there's a okay. lot of uh, I guess prairie land they grow a lot of wheat mm. here um, cool. so that's kind of the I guess environment I'm around but I'm curious mm. you know being in Ireland um, I guess how has that influenced your art and you know kind of I guess your mindset towards that's a really good question um, so I suppose for me like growing up in Ireland and always being in Ireland I I sometimes don't appreciate how like beautiful Ireland can be mm-hmm. uh, because I see it every day, you know, but um, during the lockdown, during like the pandemic, uh, I kind of went, uh, I probably shouldn't have, but when the restrictions kind of eased up a small bit, I went on a road trip with a few of my friends and we basically traveled along the coastline of Ireland. Um, and it kind of really opened my eyes as to how insanely beautiful Ireland is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about it was two years ago, I moved out. So I moved uh, to a different part of Ireland and basically lived at the bottom of a mountain for two years. <laughs> so every day, every day I woke up and there's just this mountain at my window and I'm surrounded by just trees and just nature and so like that was like really it gave me such like a clean mindset for for creating because there was no like real chaos of 
you could say like traffic driving past or driving past really fast. There was just nothing. It was just silence. Like you'd hear the odd, like a sheep or just birds and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was like the first time I, I properly saw like real proper stars, you know, because living in a built up area, there's so much light pollution. So you don't, you don't really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose how it's influenced my art. I don't really know because it's, it's all I've ever known. But mm-hmm. I'm currently like planning to leave Ireland at some stage. It's mm-hmm. not going to be like in the next few months, but maybe, maybe this time next year. Uh, I just want to try something new. Uh, a lot of my friends have moved to Canada, um, mm-hmm. so that might be on the cards. I'm not sure, but I just want to try something new and experience something new, and maybe that might change how I create stuff, but certainly I think, you know, be like being surrounded by, like I'm looking at my window now and it's just like, there's a field and there's just birds flying past. So it's like, it's really just gives you this kind of fresh mindset. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's the same for you, but because when I picture America, I think of like, super built up cities and stuff yeah, like that yeah. but that's that's not where you you are you kind of just like wheat fields and stuff is that yeah, what you were saying yeah. Yeah. yeah it's similar in the sense i mean there's the closest mountains are like five or six hours away but yeah i mean it's really it's definitely um a lot more like open fields open areas kind mm. of small hills um so i get that like peacefulness aspect of yeah. it and, you know it's kind of like i live in a smaller town so i mean there's you know noise of cars and stuff but yeah um, you drive two minutes outside of town and you know it's can be pitch black you can see the stars um so i mean definitely not like a big area so um while it's different um i kind of get that like peacefulness aspect yeah i i I think it was nice as well uh the time i was living like at the foot of the mountain because that mountain is actually one of ireland's like tallest mountains mm-hmm. and some days like when I'm just not feeling motivated or maybe just a bit stressed or I don't know I just need a break from the screen I was able to just walk outside and go for a walk kind of up the mountainside or whatever and then there was one day where me and my housemate just we like planned the night before and we said we're going to climb this mountain just to say we've climbed it mm-hmm. like the tallest mountain in Ireland so we did it and yeah, it was like super, it was kind of like super exhilarating. And then when I came back down, I, I just, I felt in such like a better kind of mindset. And mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely said that kind of element kind of inspired me to just, yeah, keep making stuff. Cause I was like, just really happy with the achievement that I just did, you know, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, super familiar with Ireland in general. I'm sure there's a lot I don't know, you know, other than like seeing it from movies, films, other people posting about it. Um, And I mean, I definitely want to visit someday, but I'm curious, especially going from like a bigger area to kind of a smaller um, area. I'm sure there's not as much in the smaller area, but is there a lot of, I guess, art, you know, whether it be murals or architecture Mm. in the city or town that you've lived in? Yeah, so like the place I was living in, it's funnily enough, it's probably 
Ireland's biggest American tourist like place. Mm-hmm. So like during the summer, it's like everywhere you turn, it's there's American tourists. Um, uh, like the place I was living uh, was a place called Kerry. So like Ireland is split up into counties and uh, Kerry is where I was living. But like that's it's just such a beautiful place. Like again, it's it's real you're surrounded by mountains. Like you feel everywhere when you turn around, it's just mountains. Um, But in terms of art, like there's, there's so much or so many museums and uh, there's a lot of like, because, because a lot of Kerry can be down along the coast lines of Ireland. There's like a lot of like nature walks and there's actually like, a person I know did like guided walks and stuff and mm-hmm. they got to go and view things like uh, where old settlers would have lived. So like the remnants of like really old buildings and the first would say like rock drawings. So like there's like preserved drawings of, that people used to do on the rocks down by the, the sea. Um, but like Ireland in general has like a really good... Um, celebration of just culture so like a big thing in ireland is is music like Mm -hmm. it's it's like widely celebrated there's traditional irish music is is huge and every every bar that you'd go into you'd hear like irish traditional music but along with that there's like culture nights kind of organized so celebrating like what might be up and coming in ireland so like there's really good hip-hop scene at the moment in Ireland and uh, I actually got invited to an event which is taking place tomorrow but I can't go but it's organized uh, by like an Irish culture magazine and in collaboration with Jameson like the whiskey brand Uh, oh yeah yeah. so yeah so they're kind of having like this launch night tomorrow in Dublin and it's just celebrating like a lot of things in terms of like uh, the fashion culture hip-hop music like all kind of things so it's really nice to see because i feel like it's something that's been lacking for a few years in ireland but we really seem to be embracing it now which is like it's kind of really wholesome to see as well so yeah that's cool because i mean i'm you know obviously a lot more familiar with you know how it is in american cities or kind of you know more smaller areas like where i'm from so it's interesting to kind of hear that um is something that I guess is more rising and becoming more prominent um, over the sure. past couple of years in yeah. you know bigger areas in Ireland. Um, but one thing I kind of wanted to circle back to was we talked about a little bit earlier, but a lot of your mixed media pieces. Um, mm-hmm. and we kind of talked about how you got started with that, trying to transition um, from the normal crown stuff. But um, I guess you can kind of talk about you know. <clears throat> You've done several like montages where it's been like, you know, maybe clips from an interview um, with, I think mm. you've done like Kendrick Lamar, uh, yeah. Tyler, the creator kind of talk about, yeah. you know, what made you want to make those um, mixed media pieces? Yeah. Um, so I think a big thing for me was just trying to like step away from the screen, you know, and actually just work with my hands because I find I find that's the, I don't know, I find that's the way I make kind of like my best 
pieces, if that makes sense. So like mm-hmm. you're allowing yourself and you're opening yourself to be able to make mistakes because if you can't necessarily like spill a glass of water on your screen and something <laughs> happens except for the maybe the screen might break but like mm-hmm. if you pour a glass of water on a page that that's just been printed all the colors are going to start running and you're kind of creating something that's out of your control which i find really exciting mm-hmm. and for me the whole appeal with the mixed media stuff is so like I do it frame by frame. So I print off sheets of frames and kind of draw all over them and scan them back in and then animate them. So the really exciting thing for me is I don't know until the final step what it actually is going to look like when it's all together. Mm-hmm. I have a picture in my head because like I'm looking at the frames and I'm trying to like animate them in my head, but it's I always find there's like this real excitement when you get when you scan that last page and put them into Photoshop, cut them all out and then animate them because you see like the product of what you just spent hours, if not days, kind of like just scribbling away. Um, so like a big part of it for me is the whole process of it. It's just such a it's like a really exciting process because like I could go and make something on Photoshop and I know in my head how I want it to look and I might be able to just like take it from my head and put it on the screen. Whereas with those mixed media animations, you just, it kind of along the way, um, like the journey of it, you might like, you might go outside the lines or you might like spill a bit of ink that, Mm -hmm. You know, you're kind of learning new techniques along the way, which, again, is just really exciting. Um, and I don't know, I find it kind of therapeutic as well, you know, because, again, I don't have to look at the screen the whole time. I'm just, you know, I'm zoning out. I, I put on an album, I make a cup of coffee and just get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, like the one one downside to making these animations is it's it can be kind of expensive because you're like spending a lot of money on printer ink i just upgraded my printer now so i have a more kind of economic ink so it comes in like an ink tank rather than actual cartridges now so i'm getting a lot more bang for my book but again i still have to get supplies like paper and different types of paints and crayons and yeah but i'm on like i find myself I could be in like a hardware store or I could be in just like I could be doing food shopping and I, I look at something and I'm like I could try using that on a mixed media animation mm-hmm. like the the other day I made a solution of uh, water and bleach I just put it in like a little spray bottle mm-hmm. and sprayed it over like a freshly printed page and it created like this really I can send you a clip later it created mm-hmm. like this really kind of like almost like starry effects, like loads of stars on the page. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, just, I sorry for, for going on, but I, I'm just, I'm kind of really passionate about it because I mm-hmm. just enjoy it so much, if that makes sense. So, so yeah, one of the things I, uh, <clears throat> I think you posted pretty recently was your other printer had either died or yeah. um, you got to upgrade it. And so I liked that you put it like kind of in heaven and then you put another one yeah. was like you as a kid with the printer, like you grew up with it. <laughs> I thought that was kind of yeah. a, you know, funny and, you know, kind of unique way to, you know, make a post yeah. out of that. And so I thought, <clears throat> I thought that was cool. 
I think as well, like, I think a lot of people that follow me know that I'm, I, I don't take things like super serious, you know, like I'm mm -hmm. here to kind of enjoy the whole ride of it. So I thought people might enjoy it and they ended up enjoying it, which is funny, but, uh, it's funny though, because, um, I'm actually trying to fix that printer still because <laughs> even if I could keep the scanner part of it, because the scanner, uh, scanner glass is like, it's like scratched and it's like caked with like crayon and mm -hmm. ink and everything. And my new, my new scanner scans things way too cleanly. Uh, <laughs> like it looks so crisp and sharp, but mm -hmm. I just missed the charm of the old one. Um, and if I get that working, I can experiment a lot more and don't mm. have to worry about my new printer getting damaged. So, yeah. I mean, it's talking about kind of, you know, being creative with a lot of those like physical pieces and, you know, seeing stuff in the store and wanting to use those. Um, one mm. of your other recent posts that I thought was kind of interesting was you did a mixed media animation. Um, I think it was for Tizo Touchdown with uh, yes. like, like post-it notes. I thought that was kind of a really mm. cool, cool take on it. You can kind of talk about yeah. the process. Yeah, so like a big way that Tizo was marketing his album or just the way he kind of presents himself online is he seems to like post uh, replies with yellow post-it notes and just like he scribbles on a marker his, his message rather than writing a tweet um, or an X or whatever they're called nowadays. But uh, I just, I was thinking like, you know, there there, there could be an opportunity here where you know, like the the st sticky notes are like his thing. So I thought maybe it's possible to print on these notes and then animate them. Uh, but I wanted to give it like this kind of rough feeling as well. So mm -hmm. I printed on all those sticky notes and instead of like scanning them back in, I just took photos on my phone and like put a few uh, nails and stuff around it, like kind of because that's his like aesthetic um, mm -hmm. and it was it was kind of a really it was kind of a really interesting process because the way i did it was i had like an a4 page and i printed squares on the a4 page where to stick the notes and then put the page back in the printer so there was a lot mm -hmm. of mishaps and the printer kept getting jammed and but again I really wanted to do it, so I just persevered, and it was like a really cool learning process. Um, even like taking the photos was a learning process because I'm so used to scanning them back in. So I had to make like this makeshift makeshift tripod for my phone. Uh, so I had like this really awkward kind of <laughs> arm coming out the side of my desk. Um, but yeah, I, again, I really enjoyed that process because it didn't look it didn't look too clean but i kind of thought that kind of worked well with the the aesthetic you know and but yeah again that was kind of just trying to experiment with like keep the same principles but like experiment within a new kind of way of doing things like at the moment i'm trying to think again of new ways like i was thinking i'm printing printing like out frames on like transparency paper and then layering them all on top of each other to see how that would look so again you don't know how it looks until it's done which is kind of like the exciting part of it so yeah but it's 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 really in you know i just really enjoy doing it so
So yeah, I really like how you're kind of focusing on that, you know, fun of like experimenting. Like that transparent idea could look, you know, like super sick. Yeah. It might not really it, work out well. It, it, it might look terrible, but you know, I'm still gonna still gonna try it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, with, regardless if you do physical stuff, digital stuff, um, you know, whatever kind of art you create. I mean, just experimenting is, I think, a big part of it. You know, mm. you, even if it doesn't do well. You still learn from it. You still exactly. kind of learn some little technique um, that'll help you create, you know, an incredible piece of art in the future. Exactly. And you never know through that experimentation, you might find something unique that no one has done before, you know? So I, th I think without experimentation, mm -hmm. like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying at all that the stuff I'm doing is all by me. Like it's, I'm totally inspired by so many things and that goes throughout all of my stuff but you know without experimentation i think you know that art would just be kind of just so plain and boring you know so sometimes mm -hmm. you just have to kind of push the, the the boundaries a small bit um, and it kind of motivates you to go a bit harder as well like trying to find something that's different you know um, but yeah Say so, uh, and another thing when I was kind of looking at some of the you know past pieces you've done, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting was, um, and this is I think like two or three years old now, um, mm. but you made a tutorial video on how to do like a ribbed collage piece, yeah. and you kind of talked about how you did that and showed you know what you did in Photoshop and everything, um, and I don't know, <clears throat> uh, I mean like I said it was a few years old. Um, but mm. I don't know if you had any other plans to do like more tutorials type stuff in the future or, you know, just what, you know, inspired you to want to make that original tutorial. Yeah. Um, I think a big thing that wanted that I, the reason why I wanted to make that is because when I was posting those type, I, I, I went through a huge phase of making those collages and I definitely will go back into them because I think it kind of, it delves into the whole mixed media kind of field, but a big part was I got a lot of people commenting saying, can you show me how you did this on Photoshop? But I kept trying to tell people that they're physical collages, <laughs> like they're made by hand. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are saying there's no way and stuff. But then I just said, I'll, I'll actually show how it's done. Mm -hmm. You know, so I did. Um, and I think a lot of people are like surprised that it wasn't like a Photoshop mock-up that I was using to make these. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not like, I'm not saying what I did with the collages was groundbreaking because it wasn't, but I think it, it was kind of like almost a reminder that, you know, these mock-ups are, are basically, they're based on real world collages, if that makes mm -hmm. sense, you know? So I tried so hard when I was starting out to make these look as authentic as possible by using Photoshop, but I just couldn't get that real feel. So that's what kind of led me to just make them by hand. And again, it's just way more, you get way more satis like satisfaction and you've more control over the way a page rips in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, cause like with Photoshop, you, you, if you put in the hours, you can definitely get that look on Photoshop. But again, I just find working with my hands is way more enjoyable and I just feel like I have way more control over it um, and like if someone I was thinking for a while I, I, I never did it but I was thinking I'm doing like a limited run of prints where I base it off one design and 
I replicate I replicate that design, but I make it I may say like ten collages. So like no two collages would be the same. Um but it would still look the kind of same based off the reference image. Um but yeah, that that was an idea that I just never did. I don't know why, but um but yeah, I, I'd love I'd actually love to get into doing more like tutorials and stuff, mm -hmm. but I just, I don't know why I haven't. Um, I think I'm, I'm always in my head telling myself I need to make stuff, I need to make stuff. Um, but there's just days where I might be like busy with client work or mm -hmm. I just don't feel motivated to to make a tutorial or something, mm -hmm. you know? So when the time's right, I'll definitely, I'll definitely make them. I'll probably start off doing like reels or something mm -hmm. uh, like quick little reels, yeah. but then uh, I'd love to dive into the YouTube space at some stage, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Nice. It's kind of cool to, to hear that, you know, you want to kind of go back to that. And I mean, yeah, those things can take time. So, <clears throat> you know, sometimes mm. it's not always top importance, but it's still cool to see that you, uh, you know, want to go back, you know, even if it's shorter form, make stuff like that. Um, because that's one of the yeah. things I talked about on a recent episode, which is kind of, you know, sharing your knowledge. You know, you can mm. learn from people. You know, no one's going to do it exactly like you, you know. And so, you know, I think yeah. sharing. I, I think, yeah, I think it's important to, to, you know, to share the process. You know, if someone asks, how did you achieve this? Just, just tell them, like, don't, don't, don't hold back. Don't gatekeep, really, because gatekeeping doesn't really get us anywhere and one thing i kind of learned from like really early on is when i shared how i made those collages uh, i saw people were like making kind of similar ones and like tagging me and saying look this is what i made and it's, i was like I was super inspired by that because mm -hmm. although i didn't create the whole art form of collages i just found it was super cool that someone had watched video and and actually you know they made a, a conscious effort to try and like make something like that mm -hmm. so i just found it you know super yeah inspiring i just thought it was really cool and you know i think a, a good thing as well is like i said don't gatekeep and stuff like that and at the end of the day i think in some shape or form we all kind of feed off each other and you know if anything if you see like if you see something that's like similar to what you do or whatever. Like, I don't think there's much point on getting like annoyed or whatever. If someone's like, whatever, like stealing your flow, I think it's, I I think if anything, that should motivate you to go harder and try and push the boundaries mm -hmm. and, you know, try something new. And I think feeding off each other kind of like it is, what's the word I'm looking for? It kind of like, yeah, I suppose it, it motivates us to, to go harder and, you know, create new stuff that no one's ever seen. So, like, yeah, I just think that's a cool thing about art, you know, in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's cool, you know, because, I mean, someone could watch your video and then, you know, after, you know, months of doing their own thing and they experiment, you know, they could, you know, do something like you did with the post-it notes. Exactly. And that can inspire you. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just like a big, yeah. big snowball and kind of like a circle, you know, it doesn't, <clears throat> you know, it's not a one-way uh, like communication there yeah um, for sure yeah. I mean uh, 
earlier you had mentioned kind of, you know, working for, you know, different clients and different things. And, you know, you've been doing art, you know, full time, basically, for at least like a year. Mm. Um, and I mean, over the past couple of years, you've worked with people like you did a you worked on the lyric video for Ego Death with Ty Dolla Sign. Mm-hmm. Um, you've worked with yep. like Def Jam, BBC. Um, I'm yeah. just curious kind of, you know, what it was like working with kind of those bigger companies and artists, you know, that experience. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting. Um, like, even with the, the Ego Death one, like, I was brought into that as, like, just... I, I like I've only done like one frame in that video, but still, like that was like mind blowing for me. You know that mm-hmm. kind of way. Uh, like I just did the like the ego death thing at the start. Mm-hmm. That was it. But um, working on, would say, ones with like Def Jam or the BBC was, if anything, it was like a big learning process for me because it's the first time that you're seeing legal contracts and mm-hmm. you know it's it's kind of scary you know <laughs> because you're like you're reading all this stuff and you're like oh if i do something wrong here they i go to jail or something you know it's mm-hmm. like it's kind of it's it's daunting because you know at the end of the day i'm just myself i'm just one guy running this I'm not even like running a company. It's just myself, mm-hmm. you know. So it's 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 a very daunting experience, but you learn so much because you learn things like um, negotiating prices. Time management is a huge thing because a lot of these these labels will come and and tell you that they have a deadline that they need this by, but within that deadline they might have a timeline. So it's like hey, can we get a first draft on, let's say, Wednesday next week? And then maybe the following Wednesday, can we get a more finalized draft? And then maybe that Friday, can we get the finished piece? So it's like you really have to manage your time and Mm -hmm. make sure that you don't... Like you might look at that timeline and say, oh, it's fine, I have until next Wednesday, but that can kind of creep around really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um yeah time and money money was a huge thing for me starting out i still don't know how much to charge it's i'll (laughs) openly say it it's it's i I think every artist will tell you that that always the funny thing with budgeting or or listing your price is there's like two things you're like if you aim too low you're kind of underselling yourself but Mm -hmm. if you aim too high you're afraid the client might run away Uh, so it's trying to like find that happy place in the middle and I, I, I've kind of, I think I've nailed it because, you know, I, I, I take on work now that I know the work that I'm putting in is worth what they're paying me, you know. So mm-hmm. I could I could have a job and that could help me pay rent for the next month or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So at least I know I'm secure in that sense. So whereas when I was starting off, like a few years ago when I was just taking jobs on the side, someone might message me and they'd be like, yo, can you do an album cover for, I don't know, 20 or $30. And I, I jump on the opportunity (laughs) because I'd be like, Oh my God, look, I have, I've gotten work from this thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Like again, I, 
I apologize. I keep waffling on about these things, but mm-hmm. you know, to bring it all back around, I just think like time, money, and I suppose professionalism as well is a big thing. How to deal with big clients in big kind of legal emails and stuff and come across professional because you know it's at the end of the day you're working with a big company and you want to create the 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 best impression you know because hopefully if you've created a good enough impression they might come back to you the next time you know so Mm -hmm. but again i'm still i've been doing it for years and working with kind of relatively big clients for maybe a year or two now but i'm still learning every day you know so it's just it's one big learning process and i i don't think i don't think anyone has it figured out as such mm-hmm. but um yeah sorry i i, I keep waffling on sorry <laughs> no you're good i mean i think that was a really good point i mean especially about like the pricing yourself because i mean it's so hard to like you said you don't want to undervalue yourself but you don't want to overvalue yeah. yourself and scare away you know anybody exactly <clears throat> um, any potential clients so i really like how you um you know kind of address that because i mean well, I don't do mm. like, I guess, commissions or anything. I had someone message me when I was, I don't know, six months, seven months into making the podcast. Um, I'd started doing like little overview videos of like, you know, 30 seconds, mm. like here's this artist or musician, like here's what they do uh, for people on my podcast. Um, and someone messaged me, I was like, hey, like how much do you charge for this? And I was like thinking, I was like, I don't know. Like I've never, I've never had yeah. to, you know, like I just do a commission like that. So I had no clue you know, what to do. And so I kept like, I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, I'll go back to that later, go back to it later. Cause that was originally something like I thought when I started the podcast, I could do to kind of, you know, not necessarily make money, but help, you know, cut costs, pay for some of the, like Adobe and stuff like that, you know, just little things. But yeah, um, for sure. I ended up just like never, never going back. I kind of forgot about it, but I was like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Cause you know, I don't know, like yeah. it takes me a few hours to edit those videos, even though they're, you know, 30 seconds 20 seconds whatever um just to get everything so i was like you know how much how much do i charge so that i you know while i don't do commissions yeah. myself i kind of have had that and i mean it's a hard thing to to gauge yeah, yeah i think you know valuing yourself and, and self-worth is a big thing that you kind of you learn along the way and the same throughout life really you know because when i was starting someone told me a good thing like that you might get <laughs> you might get a job like a, a big client and let's just say you undersold yourself um, mm-hmm. but that job might run for like two to three two to three weeks so at the end of those three weeks you might be sitting there saying i've just put in three weeks work but i'm not i'm only getting paid for like one week because i undersold myself at the start so mm-hmm. it, you know it's just the importance of knowing your self-worth and just you know it it's a very I don't know if it's the same in in America, but particularly in Ireland, it's quite a tough time with the, you know, the cost of living is is crazy at the moment. So I think I think other mm. people that come to you asking for work, they they're coming to you. You know, you're not going to them. So hopefully they value your work enough to to pay what you're you're asking for within reason. Obviously, not going, not shooting for the stars mm. and asking, can I have million for this job you know so it's it's all within reason so so i mean you know like i said you've worked with like you know bigger companies bbc def jam 
Um, so I'm curious, and I think mm. I kind of know at least one of the answers to this, um, but if you could work with anyone, whether it be an artist or a corporation, you know, uh, who would it be and kind of why? So I've actually, I actually answered this question yesterday because uh, I, I was on a call with uh, a student who was doing, they're doing like a project on like digital creatives and they had to interview other kind of creatives mm -hmm. and that was one of the questions they had asked me uh, and my initial straightaway answer was Tyler the creator I'd mm -hmm. love to work with him just because I just love his whole aesthetic it's just I don't know so like colorful and I think like things like I think things in, in particular like the crayon kind of stuff would work really well with his style because it's so vibrant and just kind of playful mm -hmm. In terms of, like, I'd love to sit down in a room with uh, Childish Gambino or Donald Glover, even if it was just for, like, 20 minutes, just mm -hmm. to get inside the dude's mind because he's done so much and achieved so much, but, like, he's still relatively young. Mm -hmm. So that's a big motivating factor for me in terms of, you know, if you really put your mind to something that you can, you know, if you, if you really want something, you'll go for it, you know. So that's that's been a thing that's kind of stayed with me. Um, like there's a whole host of people I'd love to work with, but I'd have to put Tyler at the top of my list. Uh, and in terms of like companies, I'd love to work with, I don't know, like a, a shoe company at some stage. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like at the moment, I just wear Nikes the whole time. I'm just wearing Nike running shoes because mm -hmm. I'm big into running. But uh, I just, I'd love to design like a custom pair of, of uh, shoes at some some stage um, or like the big thing as well uh, that I really liked was when Pharrell did a collaboration with like a load of other uh, soccer teams and created like I think it was called Human Made mm -hmm. so like he made like it almost looked like the jerseys were like crayon drawn like they're really like they look really poorly made mm -hmm. so like my team my soccer team is Man United and they did like a, a remake of an old Man United jersey in that kind of style. Uh, and I just thought it was cool to see that sometimes fashion doesn't have to look so kind of clean and perfect, you know, so a big, like it just looked like he decided to draw outside the lines, which I, I really, I really enjoyed. So again, I'd like to, to meet him at some stage. It'll probably never happen, but... Mm -hmm. I'm not counting it out either, you know. So. so yeah, I mean, you you never know. It's a it's a small world, and exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, going through your page, you know, there was a bunch of stuff with Tyler. Um, so I'm not surprised by that mm. answer. Um, and then like you said, uh, Donald Glover. I mean, yeah, it's crazy to how not just how much he's accomplished, but like how I guess various it is. You know, not only does he have the <laughs> the the music career, but you know, he did. Yeah, a comedy special like ten plus years ago. Yeah, he did Community. He's done um, yeah. Atlanta and like all the stuff with like television producing. And so like, yeah, I mean, even if it's insane, even if it yeah. was twenty minutes, that would be uh, kind of crazy to pick his brain. Um, one, oh, yeah. the one uh, collaboration that I mean, you've kind of teased, you know, mentioned before, but oh yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> uh, was the one with uh, Crayola. You did a post, yes, I, know, I think several months ago, where you like. Uh, put like a like the loading image like if an instagram post didn't load and you're like yeah. oh, announcing the yeah. crayola collab 
and I thought that yeah, was, yeah. you know, kind of really funny. So that was one of the ones that I had initially I, uh, thought. Yeah, from that post, because it was an April Fool's, mm -hmm. I got like a load of messages <laughs> being like, uh, damn, I thought you really made it and F you and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. But like it was all, it was all kind of, you know, lighthearted yeah, stuff. Yeah. But obviously I'd, <clears throat> I would love to, to work with Crayola at some stage even if it was just like an acknowledgement, mm -hmm. you know, um, and to be fair, I do kind of have to accept that maybe, maybe the, the album covers doesn't necessarily fit within their clientele, you know, because obviously crayons are predominantly kind of marketed towards kids and having like these, sometimes albums with explicit lyrics isn't the best, uh, you know, the best kind of, brand image maybe to be to be kind of associated with mm -hmm. but i just thought you know because brands are becoming way more self-aware nowadays uh, like we saw with the recent uh, barbie movie mm -hmm. with mattel like mattel just you know mattel just gave that script to to get a credit gerwig and said go crazy with it you know say what you want about us mm -hmm. and and you know they they made fun of their own brand while being self-aware mm. and I just thought that was really cool and you see it so much with like I'm not saying the I don't know if you know like the Travis Scott and McDonald's merch yeah, yeah. you know it it's kind of like super playful but like it's also kind of cool at the same time you know so mm. it's I think there is definitely room there for Crayola to kind of like maybe take it on board in the future maybe I don't mm. know but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd love to make something happen, for sure, if it could. But mm. we'll see. Time will tell, hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, yeah, I get with, like, you know, the rap covers of them might not wanting to do that. But um, this <clears> is something that I kind of actually talked about in, I guess, the interview that will come out before this, an interview I had just a few days ago, where we talked about sure. how... Um, whether it be musicians or artists, you know, brands, companies are doing a lot more collaborations, you know, whether that be the Travis Scott McDonald's, uh, you mm. know, merch or the Ice Spice Dunkin' Donuts thing that just released. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I think uh, companies are kind of becoming more self-aware, you know, being more, I guess, lighthearted about stuff and more open to collaborations. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, I guess, what Crayola, whether it be with, you know, crowns, colored pencils, markers, whatever, if they, um, you know, have done collabs or anything in the past um, in terms of with mm. artists. But like, I mean, if I worked at a, you know, the marketing department for them, like, I don't know why we wouldn't, you know, partner with yeah. partner with artists that, you know, are using the tools and showing that, oh, hey, like, you know, this person is using crowns to create art that's, you know, loved and liked by you know thousands and thousands of people and you know it for it's sure. not just for kids even if that is like you know their, exactly. their main market you know anyone yeah. anyone can use it and so like i could see you know like i don't know special edition you know air and f design crowns and it's like a certain colorway and then you you know you collab mm. with them to yeah show how you did mixed media with but, it or something so i think there's potential there like for sure like even if you look at like Things like Lego and stuff when they were starting out, it was just like the building blocks, mm -hmm. you know, but but like nowadays, like there's like sets that are for adults, mm -hmm. you know, like these big, huge builds and stuff. So 
you know, I, 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 I do think there is an opportunity there. Uh, I don't think I will give up on it. I, mm-hmm. I think I'll, I'll stick to it for now. Um, but I just think, it, you know, it would be, so, it would be such a cool moment if, if it was, even if it was just an acknowledgement, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, let's do something, whatever it is, even if it was like the smallest collab or whatever, just something. Uh, I don't know. I just think it would be cool. And and so many people, I feel like so many people wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of way. So, but we'll see. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, best of luck. I mean, like I said, it's becoming more and more popular. So, I mean, I think it's, it's, sure. it's bound to happen eventually. So, <clears throat> um, Okay. Uh, so best of luck with all that but i mean to kind of start wrapping it up um i guess lastly are there any any you know plans for 2023 or 2024 mm-hmm. projects uh, or anything that you wanted to talk about or any i guess final advice that you wanted to give to anybody who may be listening or watching uh in terms of projects uh, i have a few things kind of like lined up but there's I'm contractually obligated not to say <laughs> what they are. Um, but yeah, that, a few things coming out soon. But I suppose, um, like, one time I was asked before on, like, another thing, like, if I had any advice for, like, people starting out. Uh, and one thing I kind of always say is, you know, it'd be, it's something I could talk about for days because like i don't know if you're aware i'm 28 mm-hmm. so like i'm not getting any younger mm-hmm. uh, and a big thing i see nowadays is a lot of younger artists coming through um, who are way more i suppose like um, tech, uh, is it technology literate or whatever like they're, they're way more they've been introduced to like things like photoshop and an illustrator from a way younger age which is like super cool to see and some of them are creating like mind blowing stuff, mm-hmm. um, but because things like because it might perform like if the art doesn't perform well on Instagram or Twitter, you can see them tweeting the odd time saying that maybe this art thing isn't for me. And there's a part of me that just wants to like grab them and say, please don't give up because like a social interaction online or like a like or whatever does not. It's, it's not a fair reflection on the art that you create um, mm-hmm. because, you know, it might be something simple as like uh, the algorithm might be picking that up or whatever. But like, I, I, I'm, I tell you now that someone will see it, you know, and someone will click with it. And it's just something I, I wish um, I kind of knew from like an earlier age, you know, because like when I was say like 17 or 18, I was, I wasn't motivated to create art. I was just sitting in my room playing Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> now that was, that was creative in some way, mm-hmm. but it, like, you know, n- now you have 17, 18, 18 year olds who are like, they know Photoshop or they know like 3D inside mm-hmm. out or they know coding inside out and they might give up just because they're not getting that online interaction interaction so like i i didn't start kind of getting paid or whatever or making money from this until i was like 26 Mm -hmm. so you know i i just keep going basically 
and again, sorry for waffling on, waffling on, but it's something I'm just really passionate about because mm-hmm. there's so many, so much talent out there that needs to be seen. Um, but that that opportunity will come. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an important point and uh, well said. That's something I also kind of we talked about on the recent interview that I did um, about like, Mm. I guess, kind of smaller victories. You know, like it's nice to get the, you know, the post go viral, get hundreds of likes, thousands of likes, you know, that, you know, it's the dopamine in our brain. But, uh, you know, the, the like one person DMing me and saying, oh, hey, I was listening to your podcast the other day. Like, I really like the new episode. Like, that means like the world to me or like you know oh it's yeah yeah seeing uh like even when you know you followed me or someone that i've followed for i don't know at least a year or two now um and to see that mm. you had followed me from like one of my recent episodes i was like oh this is sick like mm. you know someone that i've been you know yeah. kind of looking up to and really uh, liked for a while uh yeah followed and me you, in. you know yeah and it's funny as well you say that because like it's like you know at the end of the day I'm just a dude, you know, who makes stuff, you know. So it's it's like I I find it like super kind of like surreal, but also kind of heartwarming when people say things like that, you know, because at the end of the day, I am just this dude, like you know, on the other side of the planet. But it's it's cool to see, like even that that girl who reached out, who's doing her college project, that meant so much more to me than any kind of other interaction, like you know, than a post could get like a thousand likes or whatever. But like something small, something like that is is like, you know, that makes everything kind of worthwhile for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, well, uh, like I said beforehand, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I've only done about an hour no or so here. Um, <clears throat> I you know would love to have you back on in the future. Um, best sure. of luck with everything. I can't wait to see you know all of the stuff that we've kind of talked about. You know, future projects um, to come to fruition. But yeah. I appreciate you and thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, love what you're doing, man. It's fucking, oh, sorry. It's it's sick. It's so good. Um, yeah, no, it's it must be it must be really kind of like fun as well to kind of talk to so many different people, you know, and and just you know get them one to one and just kind of just get inside their mind because that's something I wish I could have done when I was was younger, you know, because. I reached out to so many people via DM and I was just like left on red when I started out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, nah, what you're doing, man, is sick. Right. Very cool. Right. Thank you.